0: This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to Off Topic Hot Topic, our hunting season's bonus podcast where we get to talk about the headlines of the TV and entertainment world and discuss the stuff we've been watching, reading, playing and generally consuming. I'm Broderick Gordas. I'm Liam Gordas. That's what she said. Off Topic Hot Topic. <laughs> That's whatever you were talking about for you. Before we get into things, you should know that we love getting topic suggestions from our listeners, so if you would like to contribute a question, topic, or story to Off Topic Hot Topic, you can do so by emailing us at contact at huntingcaesarspodcast.com or tweeting us at huntingscast. The question not to ask is... Why is Liam on the show and where is Damask? What is the answer to that question? The answer is that, sadly, we didn't have a podcast last week. Yeah. Um, I think two weekends in a row now. We're releasing this a couple of days after our normal scheduled Sunday release times, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, because, unfortunately, Damascus' grandmother passed away um, just before we were due to record our BoJack Horseman Season 6 Part 2 episode um so yeah that has had to be delayed we are planning to get to that as soon as we possibly can but it won't be this next weekend coming one way or another that is going to be a altered carbon season one podcast we are doing a crossover podcast actually with the Swapcast podcast, which I'm very Ooh. much looking forward to. Another Lit Media podcast. We're doing that with Paul. Um, so looking forward to doing that. I hope Damask will be available for that. She may not be. It may just be me and Paul. But one way or another, that is going ahead. In the meantime, um, hope you understand that things have been a bit hard to get any podcasts out. Damask has not been available. And if you'd like to, send Damask some love on Twitter or Instagram at Masky Moo We are thinking of you, Damask. We are thinking of you, Damask. Love you, Damask. Love you. Uh so let's get through some things. This is gonna be a little messy, not as organized as normal. Stop he- saying that every time I'm on the show. <laughs> every- this is gonna be the worst episode ever. Guys. Every time Liam's on, it's gonna be the worst podcast this is ever. It's last minute every single time. It is always. Yeah, Liam's on, you're the substitute. <laughs> uh that the- live in your house. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's start with some news in Fuller. Hey. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> I appreciate the enthusiasm. Shock. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> This is, uh, I would say, Brian Fuller-adjacent news, because Brian Fuller doesn't have it. He doesn't do anything anymore. anymore. However, CBS says hello. I'm getting this from uh, Sam Basanti at uh, AV Club. In fact, a lot of the stories about to go through. Just assume they're from the AV Club, and most of the time, Sam Basanti. That's a different Just story. Just assume you're work, bro. I know. SBS says hello to Clarice, a Silence of the Lambs CBS? sequel series. CBS, what did I say? You said SBS. CBS. SBS <laughs> <laughs> is an Australian network. Joke. CBS says hello to Clarice, a Silence of the Lambs sequel series. Series. Now, the reason that this is Brian Fuller News is that famously Hannibal was cancelled after three or four seasons. And theoretically, at some stage, Clarice may have come into that show. However, ah. he was never given the opportunity. So, what does this mean for Brian Fuller and for Hannibal? He's been trying to get a new season made forever. There's always this fan like um groundswell for it. He's constantly talking about he's trying to do it. So if CBS is now making a Science <laughs> of the Lamb sequel series, does that mean the chances of a Hannibal revival are down? Uh, yeah. I would say yes, probably. Just because it's Brian Fuller. He has said, and I, I'm not quoting him here, but I did read that he said he never really had plans for Clarice to be in the Hannibal series. But either way, I don't, think it, makes much, I don't think it makes much of a difference. If you're going to make a Hannibal series, Clarice is coming into it. Yeah. If you want to be able to say, hello, Clarice, at some point in a Hannibal series. Yeah, you would think yeah. so. Surely like, that's, that's a, what a massive leading draw. to. That's, that's like, like the like, final episode. It's like. like in Better Call Saul- how they will, like, tease characters that you know from Breaking Bad are going to come in. Yeah. You're going to go, oh, yeah, we're going to do Clarice from Science of the Lambs. Absolutely. Coming up. Absolutely. Are you interested in the Science of the Lambs sequel series? I've never seen the Science of the Lambs because I'm be scared. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I remember you, when we were children, you wanting to watch it one time when we were alone in a hotel room well, somewhere. Best time to watch stuff I like You that. wanted to watch it and I was, like, eight. And I yeah. was scared shitless. Um, and I made you not watch it. Oh. And I, I think I got you in trouble for trying to watch it. So, um, oh, thanks. I've never seen it. I need to see it, obviously. Well, it's you should You should definitely see it. It's actually my partner Stephanie's favorite movie. It's her favorite movie. She loves that movie. Who does she uh, relate to in this? <laughs> Which character? Yeah. You should watch it and maybe <laughs> figure that out. Uh, so, the rest of the news, not Brian Fuller related, at least not directly... Uh, is in reverse order. Normally I put these into like revivals and like cancellations and stuff. This is just in reverse chronological order as it is in my browser tabs. HBO will return to Westworld this March. If you weren't aware of this yet, it is coming back in March 15th. The third season starts on HBO, so that's exciting. Interesting. Yep. Uh, Atlanta will get two new seasons in 2021. Apparently both are going to be released in the same same year. Apparently, yes. We're going to get both seasons in the same year. So we've got a little bit of a wait ahead but we're going to get two seasons. So that's that's exciting, right? So, currently, both the second seasons of this show I haven't f- what finished that that show and also Westworld. Well, Westworld, don't bother, but Atlanta definitely get your ass. Yeah, me. I'm excited though, but for you've Westworld. got time. Yes, for Westworld season, season three, yeah, because it looks at least entices me a little bit more than the second. I'm season. with you on this. Damask has vehemently objected to ever touching that show again, and I don't blame her after season two. However, I am curious enough to check it out if it can. You know, get me within a couple of episodes, I'll probably keep watching. It just Aaron needs to. warm a- will be a good addition, addition to that. Totally. And I just think it just needs to avoid, you know, trying to tell its stories unconventionally too much. I'm not saying you can't have some twists, you can't do some timey-wimey stuff, but just chillax a bit and feel free to tell a straightforward story forward-progressing story. Is that what happened in season two? They oh. just tried to do the whole different timeline thing again. Oh, yes. See, it worked so well in so Westworld because it was a surprise. Yeah, the first season was great. But did you know it was a different timeline straight away? Well, and this time, you're trying to figure out, so where's this, what's happening here? Where this take place? I'm nah. Like, nah. Yeah, and that, that it, it changed the perception of the show and then it's never, it can never be that clever again. Absolutely. I think it's impossible to do okay. that twice. Uh, this is not what dreams are made of. This is from William Hughes at the AB Club. Lizzie McGuire creator exits Disney Plus Revival series. So the Lizzie McGuire series is still happening, but after I think just shooting the pilot or a few days. They had complete rewrites. Uh, yeah, possibly. There's a whole big rewrite thing that happened with it. And it was this big thing about it. And then Sophie Turner, as in Sansa, put her hand up and said, I will play Miranda. If you don't know Lizzie McGuire, you don't know her. Miranda. Is, is Miranda her, a friend? Her best friend who I don't think was actually in the show, in the new series. Oh, really? And then Sophie Turner made a joke saying, I will 100% come in and play Miranda. I don't think she's the right ethnicity. She <laughs> she's not. Okay. She's, it she's was a joke. Yeah. Uh, she just wanted the Lizzie McGuire show. Oh, sure, sure, sure. She's just bring her hand up to help. Good. Uh, this is relevant to you and I. So go on. Later. No, no, that's fine. Uh, we were watching a lot of this recently, but um, it looks like that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are coming back to host next this year's now Golden Globe Awards. Yeah. Apparently, Ricky Gervais went down like a sack of shit. So, But we'll didn't be, he every single time? And But they keep getting him back. I guess it gets attention. Whereas I just appreciate people who are funny. And since we just rewatched their uh, Golden Globe's opening speeches. Uh, four? Three, 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 all three golden, yeah, opening, opening monologues, and they're all properly hilarious, and also stuff that throughout the show that we had not seen. Yeah, a little bit we didn't watch me. the Golden Globes, but watched we watched the Golden Globes, and the Harvey Weinstein joke that they made oh. Oh, in one year before all that happened. Oh, looking back on that. CBS All Access has already (laughs) renewed Star Trek Picard for two seasons. Sorry, season two, that's coming. Season one still airing as we speak. I've watched the first first episode and fell asleep watching the second episode. Oh, well, birds well. That's how I'm doing. Star Trek. I was very tired and a little bit affected by uh, alcohol. So we'll put it to that reason. Now, this is a really interesting one and a bit of an upsetting one. Mindhunter cast has been released from their contracts as season three is put on indefinite hold on Netflix. Mm. We don't know when that's coming, if it's ever coming at all. But it's gotten so bad to the point that the cast have been told to go and find other work. You are released from your contracts, go do something else, which does not is, bode well. That's a essentially this, a cancellation. Hmm? Is there a reason? I like, think there's a lot there a big... of speculation. Um, it may because who I love Mindhunter. I know a lot of people is... do. One of my favorite shows that's on television currently, I think it's brilliantly made. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's really well written, and the characters and the actors are incredible in it. And what I just don't understand why this isn't what's happened. What is there is there any news for why it's being delayed? Or well, it, we do know that David Fincher. Yep, he is currently <clears throat> sorry directing or making. His long gestating movie about Citizen Kane, Kane writer Herman Jane uh, Mankiewicz. And so that's coming out this year. It's getting a lot of buzz, actually. Um, it's apparently a script that his dad wrote originally, I think. And mm. then he's like, yeah, turning it into this movie. Um, some big names in that. Probably going to get Oscar, Oscar buzz. Um, <clears throat> so that's coming, and presumably that's taking up his attention right now. And he hasn't got time or doesn't care to try and organize or try and get around to producing season three. So who knows? Maybe they'll come back, but it's never a good sign when you say the cast go off and do your own things because all of a sudden their schedules fill up and you never get them back to the show again. The only person who's really in that show who is doing really big things at the moment is Jonathan Groff, who he's like Frozen 2 and Mm -hmm. he's done, you know, does a lot of theater and stuff. But everyone else in that show, I mean, not to be harsh on them, they're not really big household names. It's like, but you, you Anna do... Torv is great. Yep. Um, but she, what she been in much lately besides this? she doing much? I'm not going to assume to know everything that every actor sure, I'm saying that, but I'm saying that it's not like... The, but you, it doesn't all, you, feel need, like all you need is two or three A-list. actors to have other jobs, yeah, and but all of a sudden they can What can't. I'm saying is that it's not a true detective where you've got all these A-list actors who are, like, doing other big things all the time. No. But, like, if one person gets a show that gets, like... It would be R- John R- McGrath, yeah. Yeah, well, whoever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which cast member. If one cast member or two cast members, you know, do a pilot and get a show produced and that gets renewed for a second season and they want to come back to season three, it's like, sorry, I'm committed to something else now. Mm-hmm. They're stuffed. It just seems so It just seems so difficult to get everyone back. It's like when, I remember when Community was on the cusp of getting cancelled a million times. It always got saved right on the cusp of the contracts expiring. Yeah. Which was always the big like, if it goes past this and they aren't renewed, they're fucked. Yep. because everyone's releasing their contracts they'll get other jobs and you'll never get them together again that's the problem we can't get the movie made i mean i don't know how much dan Hummel wants to do it and so forth but it's so hard to get those names especially like Alison brie like she's doing so much these days Don glover obviously very very difficult doing chevy chase dead in the gutter somewhere like it's very hard <laughs> to get these well, ac- he wouldn't come back anyway he's dead no good point in the there. show he he would come back if if sorry if they wanted to, if he wanted to, and the creators wanted to, they'd find a way to get Pierce back but in. I don't think he would want to, or the creators you're would probably, want to, You're probably right. Let's be honest. But that's what I mean. Like, getting that to happen now is so yeah, much harder. True. Even though that's just for a movie, which theoretically takes nowhere near as long to, to yeah. uh, film as an actual, you know, however, 10-episode TV show, whatever it is. Season of TV. Um, other news... Damien Lindelof has officially stepped away from the HBO series Watchmen. And oh. at this stage, it certainly looks like HBO is not interested in making a second season, at least for now, not in the immediate future. We don't know for sure. Things could change at any moment. But at this point, it seems like there is going to be no Watchmen on HBO. And that is amazing. But that ended in a way that that's fine, yeah? Mate, I mean, that, 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 is that is ideal. Right. Okay, cool. That we talked about on, uh, on the podcast when we were reviewing it, if they ever wanted to come back to this, do it again in 10, 20, 30 years, like this was between the first and the second, mm-hmm. where you've got more legacy and you've got other social issues to talk about mm-hmm. that you can reflect on the current times. If you, were to, you I think Damien Lindelof certainly seemed to think he'd said everything he wanted to say, talked about everything he wanted to talk about with his Watchmen series. To, to try and expand upon it would be to try and stretch out a concept that wasn't designed for that. Yeah, And so don't try and put a... You know, square pegging a round hole here. Wait until it makes sense for there to be more stories in this universe. That sounds fucking great to me. I got to always got to appreciate a show that knows where it's time to go. Does he, does he say anything about what he's interested in doing? Um, not at this stage. Give no him I think. Star Wars. We'll give him whatever he wants. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Lindelof. Maybe, I mean, yeah. He can't be <laughs> worse than talked about. This, right? He said that it was JJ was the problem with uh, anyway. It's weird. It's like give him Star Trek, but didn't he already? Make a bad start. I can't remember what he's involved with anymore. Uh, yes. Better Call Saul renewed for its sixth and final season. That will come out presumably next year. It's fifth season. That's I think interesting is about to air. The, the idea that that has to get to a point where it ends, right? So they must know the ending of that show. Yeah, you would think they'd have get the, a pretty clear idea. Where he comes into it. may it have out. changed a little bit along the way, but I imagine they've got a pretty clear trajectory of where it has to end up. It must, yeah. Um, which is very different to how they made Breaking Bad, to say the least. Uh, the <laughs> new season, a potentially or supposedly final season of The Clone Wars, the long running now, Didn't I guess. did they already have a final season of The Clone Wars? Well, it kind of got cancelled and then there was a bunch of episodes that were half made and they released those. And this is like Disney have re-come back in and said, make a little bit more. Um, I'm su- I- I've not really seen the show, but I'm excited for people who are. That's coming back on February 21, which is this weekend coming. Uh, so that's something to look forward to if you're a fan of that. For those who didn't already know, Studio Ghibli, a bunch of those films have come to Netflix, as long as you're not in the United States. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Americans. Sorry, you guys. We got them right there, right now. Totoro is sitting right there. Uh, Earthsea, uh, Tale of Earthsea, all that sort of stuff. Disney Plus's Obi-Wan show has been struck down to a measly four episodes Placed on indefinite hold. Oh. Yeah. So we don't know exactly what happened. We believe they began filming, I think. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they've asked for a complete rewrite and they've reduced it to four episodes. So production was just completely halted. They haven't changed any of the core creative team as far as I'm aware. It's not like they've gone and said, all right, directors are out or they're getting new writers or anything like that. They've just said, this isn't up to snuff. Go back and write it again. That's going to be four episodes now. The... (laughs) Imagine having so much money and so much power Mm. as Disney to be able to go, you know what? We've already started production on this. Let's hold off everything. Stop. Let's go back and rewrite everything. Like imagine having all the money in the world to do that. some Some shows we'll get to a pilot or we'll get two episodes and then just fail and then just never make it again. Everyone just like, Oh, I want to write off and just cross it off. At least they're putting investment into it. I think like, I think it, what's interesting though, scary, about it, but also good. It's how public so much of it seems to be like they came out and had a big announcement that Your McGregor was coming on the show. Mm-hmm. He went on talk shows and talked about doing it. He went off to film it. And like, after all that build up, the people are excited about this before they've even made the thing. They're like, oh, yeah, no, start again. And, like, publicly, I've made it smaller and I was starting from the beginning. Do you think that the success of The Mandalorian has done that? Maybe. I wonder if that has been had an effect. There's talk as well that The Mandalorian, they're going to try and spin off that show, some of the characters from that show or that universe into other shows as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, <laughs> it kind of feels like they've looked at it and gone, hmm, can we do with Star Wars now, What we with live-action Star Wars, what we did with the MCU, which is make a bunch of TV shows for... Disney Plus. But didn't they fail? With what? Oh, you're talking about the movies they're about to... The, the TV shows they're, they're about, about to They're about to make. make. Like, they right, made right, The Mandalorian. Right. That was a risk. It paid off. They're looking at all the Marvel stuff they got coming up and like, maybe we can do the same with Star Wars as maybe. well because the movies have not gone the As long as WM2. they stop being about the Skywalker family, I'm happy for it. We've got Obi-Wan, though. Obi-Wan's going to be around Luke, at least. That's okay. It's just interesting as well, like Disney Plus, again, so much of it's public, right? They announced that they were making a Turner and Hooch TV show and really? that and that today I saw news that it was cancelled. It's been shelved. Oh. And it's just like every time they announce something in the way that they do mm-hmm. before it really is ready to go or it's even like a definite thing or even in this case with Obi-Wan heavily into production, it just like... Either you've got too much money or this is messing, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know. It's it's strange times with Disney. (laughs) having the ability to do that. Hopefully, (laughs) it's just growing pains as they kind of figure out what Disney Plus is. God knows I've not touched Disney Plus really since The Mandalorian, except to watch Toy Story 4 or a bit of it and the Aladdin live action movie, which I hadn't seen yet. Right. Yeah, true. Which is also getting a sequel. Which which one? Aladdin is getting a (laughs) sequel. Yeah, that's other news as well. Uh, I the hope co- they they recast Will Smith, just like they did in, in the original Return. Of the Car. <laughs> <laughs> get Dan Castellan <laughs> yeah, and, Kassel, S- do yeah, it. Yeah, Kassel, and then Kassel, whatever his name Kassel, is. Kassel, Kassel. Homer Simpson's voice. Get Homer, and then when they make the third one, bring Will Smith back. <laughs> the crowd, who's who's like the low budget version of Will Smith? Who do you, who's the actual Kevin version? Hart? Kevin Hart to come in? <laughs> That's actually hilarious. We should get Kevin Hart to play the genie. Bad comedian. <laughs> yes uh, The crown will end its reign after season 5 Now this is a little bit of a shock Huh? Yeah right Because it seemed like they were doing these two season cycles First we got uh, What's the act? Claire Foy Then we got Livy Coleman Cullen. God save the queen And then we get <laughs> We're going to get one season Wait so they are already announced who the queen is They have Imelda Staunton will play Queen Elizabeth in the show's final season, the final single season rather than two seasons. Can you show me who that is? Uh, she played Dolores Umbridge in the Harry Potter and yes, yes, absolutely, yes. She's excellent casting, and want a, a fantasy casting that a lot of people had talked about at different times as well. Um, so I, oh, I think there brilliant. were rumors of it, but now it's been officially confirmed. Um, I'm in. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm in for that. I love the Crown somehow. <laughs> uh, and I'm a bit sad saying like it's five seasons, but again, I always respect when a show knows when it wants to finish. Absolutely, I wonder, I would love to know, I can't wait to see what that moment is where it ends. Like, what's that moment going to be? Is it going to be basically where the movies take off? As in, the Queen is already about, the movie made by the same people, the Queen, mm-hmm. is um, with Helen Mirren playing Queen yeah. Elizabeth. Is about I think Diana's death and how Ooh. I've not seen it. So it's like, is it a thing where you just like, we'll just go up to the point that's relevant and then go watch our movies? It's like the Royal CU. No, QL. Yeah, why don't they just get Helena Mirren then to play the Queen? I know, right? Because she's I don't know, whatever. I, I, the 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 casting is good. Um, there has been some news on when we're going to see more of the Mandalorian, and also when the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision will premiere. Oh, speaking of which, did you watch those the trailer for that? I was going to talk about that in a moment. So the Mandalorian will return in October. The Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision will ju- debut in August and December of this year. So, WandaVision not out until December. However, Super Bowl teaser. I the only one only part of that I really remember from because the, because there's a lot of quick fast. There stuff. was a. There was a bit of Loki at the end, very little. Yep, yep. And what that means, and what he's wearing. Yep. There was the Falcon and Winter Soldier oh, stuff, that's right. which involves these... Baron Zemo and throwing the um, the shield and stuff like that. Like it was, it was just exactly what I expected. Generic Marvel action, awesome. Like espionage thing. WandaVision though is ex- WandaVision. looks exactly like. What they promised us. Well, it was what the concept suggested mm. it could be. And the idea of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany playing these themselves or their characters in these different period sitcoms or TV shows mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. And I just hope it lives up to the potential. Because the potential for that show to be something wholly unique in the MCU. Absolutely. And even on television in general um, is sky high. Yeah. I, I, we can't promise it'll be... That good, we, we who knows what the potential, what what the creators behind this are like, or what they're planning to do with it. I really hope just but the concept is so out, high, you know, wacky as fuck. I want like Twin Peaks esque, yeah, like really go OTT with this stuff. It'd be great if uh, there was like a full house episode with like a some twins. There's al- yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there's always been that joke. Yeah, the voiced idea. by <clears throat> real Olsen out. twins. Yeah, the Olsen twins. <laughs> Ah, uh, some very sad news. Mm. FX is why the last man Louis loses Barry Kyogen, who is playing Yorick. It's last man. Uh, uh-huh. So who is that? This is you'd know him if you saw him. I couldn't tell you where he's been in, but you'd know. Cool. You him. Yep. And we are in a very precarious situation with the microphones. I can't show you my laptop. Don't walk in here and tell me that <laughs> my setup is as worse than yours. Um, but this, to me, is just like the universe playing a prank on me at this point. Why Last Man is my favorite comic book slash graphic novel series ever made. I've been wanting them to make a TV show forever. There were teasers about being a movie. I won't go on. They finally announced they're making a television show, announced directors, announced creators, announced a cast, and now their fucking lead, the one male in the entire fucking show, apart from a monkey, is out. And they need to replace him and start again. Great. Look... Take it from someone whose t- favourite comic book got made into a TV show and it was shit. You get the Runaways? Yes. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. Uh, this Don't has... put so much so much of your heart in expectations for this. Uh, that's the thing. I'm very worried I'm going to get burned, but it's like, just get it made, guys. Please? Please. I'm begging you. Would you rather it be made and shit? No, I'd rather it didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. So... But I, what I would rather is it's made and great. Oh yeah, okay, that's, what I that's want. the obvious answer. But to get that, it needs to be fucking made. True. So if someone could please make it and get it. That'd be great. How about you make it, bro? I would love to make it. I've actually toyed around with like writing a script of how that would work. I think, oh man, that'd be so good. Uh, Netflix has finally let you turn off horrible autoplay previews. <laughs> this is news. It is news. I no longer have to watch their stupid trailers or have it skip to an episode if I don't want it to. Right, but. What do you mean skip to an episode? So it, it will now you can turn off the thing that make that skips the next episode automatically. You have to can press Can you turn it. off the one that says are you, are you still watching? No, I don't think you can. Well, th- that's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Use I want to keep that's playing for keep eternity. Playing it just it gets to the end of like the last season of a show and just rolls into something else. Just um, from random. I still just want a random button. I'm yeah. On a, oh, there'd be so much terrible shit. I know, that's why I want it.
1: Uh, uh it'd be a I, great
0: game to play like I find myself some nights sitting down to watch something on Netflix and just watching the trailers. <gasps> yeah. So, um, yeah, never really affected me. Netflix signs up for another course of sex education. It's getting a third yes. season. Yes. Uh, just announced very recently, I think last week, uh, it looks like that Rick Moranis is in for Disney Plus's Shrunk series. Holy shit. I.e. a TV series. That based is on huge. Kids. It is huge. So, so yeah, that's a joke ha <laughs> um, pun, pun. um that is huge considering he was retired literally retired team. because his wife passed away. He retired to look after his kids. Yeah. They're probably adults now and he can come back. That is amazing. Deadline is ret- is uh reporting that is a done deal. It's going to happen. Ooh, yes. That's a massive draw. Speaking of Disney Plus series that are Based off movies from the similar areas, Honey Shot the Kids, Emilio Estevez is joining Disney Quack. Plus's Mighty Ducks revival. Quack. Quack. Which I am very excited about now. I believe, do we know yet if, um, what's the actor's name? Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson is. Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson is retaining oh, Sean Connery. I want him in it. I want him as I'm the coach. I'm pretty sure he is. It's because I think the idea I heard along the way was that they were like, the bad guys now with yeah, the Mighty they, Ducks they, they've, they've, they've flown too close to the sun so to speak yeah and so the idea of Joshua Jackson coming back and go this isn't the Ducks I wanted and then go making his own Mighty Ducks to take on Emilio Estevez's Mighty Ducks sounds mm-hmm. cool I want that i mean uh, Netflix slims down by dropping Insatiable after two seasons. This comes from Shannon Miller at the AV Club. So Insatiable is now done. I don't think that was particularly well liked. In fact, I think people great. really disliked the first season from what I understand. The I concept think it was, seemed a bit... Uh, yeah, fat, fat shamey, shamey and stuff yeah. like that. So that's gone. Um, and Killing Eve, uh, its premiere release date for season three has been revealed as April 26th. So that is also very exciting. I'm looking forward to Killing Ape coming back for Season 3. That's the end of news. Let's talk about what we've been watching, Liam. What have you been watching? So much. Go on. Um, I just recently uh, got stuck in and finished the Next in Fashion reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Two sit-ins. So what have we learned recently, Liam? Is that I you... love to binge watch reality shows. Specifically, though, it's not just like it's not like the Real Housewives. It's not like Married at First Sight. Something with a bit of skill involved. You like competition. Uh, is yeah. what you like. Yeah. No, I do. Well, look. I used to love. It's basically Netflix's Netflix's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically ne- Netflix's Project Runway and Project mixed Ru- with mixed- Lego Masters. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just Project Runway. Okay, you've just never watched it. Okay. Um, to the point where the last episode, they have to make their own collection. Oh, really? A whole collection? How long do they get? They get three days to as make opposed to ten their normal items. Day and a half. Yes. yes, ten items, but they get three sewers. Sorry. We well, should you've go also back. Been watching this. I've watched I think I've watched <laughs> up to the second last or third last episode. You, you got up, yeah. And basically each individual person had to make one item in a day and or a half. two. Well, a pair would make two in no, a day No, no, once they did have oh, to do they have two. To do two? Wow. Um and so the idea of doing ten is outrageous. They have some they have three sewers there as well. Oh cool. But cool. they're not allowed to deliberate with those sewers. They're not allowed to say, Hey, what do you think of this? So they just have to... Oh, that's amazing. Anyway, Um, so you've watched the whole thing. Watched the whole thing. Loved it. Loved it? Loved it. Uh, Without seeing the end, were you happy with the outcome? Very. Oh, cool. Awesome. You know what I just said. (laughs) Huh? I think you figured it out. No, no idea. Yeah, no. So like Project Runway, it was... Yeah, it's all about skill and actual creativity, Mm -hmm. which I like. Um, as opposed to, yeah, Real Housewives or whatever, where it's just people bitching. Project Runway, in terms of like a fashion reality competition show, was about amateurs trying to break Correct. into the scene, right? This is actual established designers already. Yeah. Um, so they're already very skilled and talented people. Are there any other elements of the show that you think make it stand out apart from Project Runway? Uh, Alexa Chung. <laughs> Sorry, let me say Yeah. Alexa Chung. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, She's just so charming. Ridiculously charming um, And then Tan Fran Is quite funny But Overused um, I think Alexa Chung Pulls him in a bit re- reins him in We were saying You could have this show Without Tan Tan But I suppose when Especially on Netflix because, He has yeah. so much cred He's going to get people To watch the show To begin Absolutely. with Who want more queer eye stuff So yeah But no I agree with you Alexa Chung's amazing um, Sex Education Season 2 Cool How'd you find it Without giving away spoilers Because I haven't even seen Season 1 yet I loved it <laughs> It's honestly like it's such a well-made, well-written show. It's the way it's shot and the color palette and the and the the costume design in the show it's is It's doing a little amazing. bit of a end of the fucking world thing where it's like set in the modern day but it's like period I'm mixed. starting to think that it's that this is just what the UK is <laughs> at this maybe age what they're just they're just, just very yeah, no, it's. Period diverse yeah, in well, terms of their aesthetic. I honestly watched the first episode of the first season Yeah, with my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, what era is this setting? Because mm. I hadn't seen a phone yet. Mm. And then they brought out an iPhone at one point. I'm like, oh, okay, so I see what era this is. But it was very eraless, but the subject matter um, doesn't really lend itself to being eraless because sure. it's quite progressive. Yep. And there are things that happen in the show where someone walks into a. Like, um, I was talking to Steph, your girlfriend, about this, because she has watched this, the second season now. And loved it as well. And commented to me on a, a, over text that she wishes, wishes this was a show that existed when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, or we were teenagers, I should say. Um, and there's a scene where someone walks into a shop and just buys condoms. Mm. But there's no question about it. Sure. It's just... Someone does it. It's not made it's a joke of. A joke it's, not of. It's, like it's not made a joke like of. It's not like embarrassing or anything. Exactly, and sure. it's like and people figuring out who they are as yeah. like, and what sexual, what like how sex sexuality is fluid and all this kind of stuff, and it's yeah, it's, it's and it's no no one is judging each other for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's great. But all that only works if the characters and the writing and all those sorts of elements uh, are good as well. Yeah, exactly. And you, they're you're all invested. The, in the everybody characters. like all the the kids, the teenagers. Yeah. Their performances are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're very convincing, and then you got Gillian Anderson, who's just yeah, just incredible. And she's doing her own thing in this show. And that the adults have their are all very flawed as well. And yeah, it's incredible show. Definitely watch it. I binge the whole thing in a day. What else have you been watching this year? I've tried to. Well, I am in the midst with our friend Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. In the midst of shout to Jamie. Um, we're trying to watch. Well, the idea is a. Uh, a movie a week go into the cinemas to watch a movie a week um but really it's trying to watch 52 movies at the cinemas in a year one it is very expensive to do this i reckon so if you're with optus you get 12 50 tickets You've <laughs> not being sponsored i wish um and so yeah so the problem with this idea though is that it's very hit and miss because there's not 52 good films at the cinemas a year. Not at Hoyt's anyway. Not at Hoyt's anyway. <laughs> Maybe if you go to Nova, you can find 52 good films. That being said, I have really enjoyed the majority of the films I've seen this year. So, I'm not, I can't remember exactly what they are off the top of my head, but things like 1917. Yep. Incredible. Um, saw Birds of Prey. Very much enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, uh, saw Just Mercy, which is the Michael B. Jordan... Yes. Uh, Jamie Elson Fox. Brie, Jamie Foxx. Elson. Elson, no. No. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, Larson. Um, Jamie Foxx, great. Probably a little bit long. Great. Um, and then one movie that we saw yesterday, <laughs> which you saw with me. I did see this one with you. I paid s- money to see this. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Paid money for this. Yeah. Uh, so, where... Big time gamers. While well, I'm a bit more of a gamer than you, but you've always dabbled in video games your entire life. Really, we were Nintendo kids. We tie. never owned Sega stuff at all. No. I don't think until recently I've ever owned a Sega as a, um, a Sonic game, to be honest. No, never. I remember playing them, weirdly, their library at in sc- primary school. Had a Sega setup or a Sega really? setup, yeah, and you could play Alex the Kid or I've been playing Sonic on it. See, I've never really—they're always so fast-paced for me. I just yeah. Control uh, the it the handling. argument that's made is, and I believe this is probably true, is that they're great to begin with. Like in the first, like the Green Hill Zone early stuff, mm-hmm. because you can go as fast as you want, and the consequences are likely low. And then later levels, there's a lot less of the free flowing, fast movement because you keep having to do platforming stuff, and Sonic just does not feel great to platform with. Okay, as opposed to like Mario, he's a little like floaty and sloppy and doesn't seem to like follow what you want to do as much right he's best when he's going fast so when the game keeps slowing you down it's like what, what are we doing this for why okay uh that being said he has existed and gone very well in video games probably based off the fact he's well designed like that character is it's iconic cool looking. he is cool he was the cool You've mascot the design, right he was a cool but yeah he was a cool <laughs> mascot um to take on mario so when sight the hedgehog was announced as a movie it was pretty big misfire to fuck up the design royally of one of the most iconic and well-liked design characters in video games. Uh-huh. And that initial uh, trailer was horrendous. Nightmare I think... So, this has been the biggest video game opening... Video game movie uh, opening uh, of all mo- time. Uh, yes. Um, I honestly think that that misfire and the fact that they went, no, you're right, let's and go fix it. it, and fixed it has gone... Done wonders for this movie. I think it's an example of any no. Uh, sorry, our uh, bad news is sorry, bad publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity, so it yeah, makes sense. Absolutely, that created controversy. Everyone saw it. Everyone had an opinion on it. They announced they were doing it. When the new trailer came out, everyone watched it to see what the new design was. They at fixed, which point, they did a good job. They of fixing it. did a good job of it, and all of a sudden, everyone is aware of it. So when you start see the comic, the Sonic movie, you go, oh yeah, I remember that trailer. That looked alright. I should take my kids to see that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a, a Man, baby, like we are, you go to see it at opening <laughs> weekend, and opening yeah yeah yeah, the weekend. and they make a butt ton of money. So look, it was a solid C. It it was a B. No C. Yeah C. I was say C. C. you have you have up to your no, no. no you're right to a C. It's a C. The more I talk about afterwards, yeah, the less I, this is like the opposite of Star Wars. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the less I hate it. Sure, like it. There are scenes. Very, there are very funny moments. There are a lot of not funny moments. There's a lot of the, the product pro- placement shoved in your face. <laughs> but for what it was, it would seem like people were in it, were having fun. The kids, the the target demographic, oh, abs- loved, loved it. it. There's a scene where Sonic is wet and he shakes his fur and he puffs up all like cute. And the kids went <laughs> crazy for it. There was a scene where it's it's like, like, well, he farted want. and the kids literally didn't stop laughing for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's why those scenes exist in these movies. A obligatory fart joke, that absolutely slays. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> why would you mess with magic like that? Um, I think, for me, the bit that made it, cool, it, it... It brings the feels when it needs to. It mm-hmm. cares enough to get... Honestly, the-, the first 10 minutes, I was like... Why am I feeling like yeah. this <laughs> about Sonic? It does enough to bring the feels. It's I think its message and some of its story is a little nonsensical and maybe problematic, but sure. it's a different story. The, oh, it's hard as in the right place, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, Jim Carrey ultimately is the movie for me. Oh. Jim Carrey is being full on 90s he, he Jim goes, Carrey. He goes full Jim Carrey. In full Jim Carrey. Always go, been? always go. Always go. Always go full Jim Carrey. <laughs> and in this instance, very good choice. Um, it was just lovely to see him doing that shtick again. Cause and it's having been fun so long. doing it. And it didn't feel old. It didn't feel dated. It felt truly natural for him to be back doing that again. Even mm-hmm. though I love the other stuff he's doing now, like kidding and those sorts of things. He's more serious roles are great too. Um, but sometimes I can, I, I just think it, the, it was the exact right character to do something, to take a risk on that again. Yeah. In terms of a completely ridiculously designed and out there villain. Just have fun with it. Yeah. And he is fine. And medicine at times when he needs to be. Oh, absolutely. There you, were moments where, like, whoa, this guy is dangerous. And you can tell there's a couple of little minor, tiny ad libs in there that work for the parents <laughs> to some degree as well. Just little things. There are moments, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was fine. The, the biggest problem is as much as I like Ben Schwartz and he does a great job, there's Sonic too much has Sonic too talking. much to talk. Yeah. I'm glad that's focused on Sonic as the character primarily. Like, sometimes they tend to focus on the human characters in these yeah. things. When you've seen the Smurfs and the Chipmunks and stuff like that, they forget the, the, to actually focus on the mascots. Have and you that, watched the Smurfs and the Chipmunks? No, that's what I've <laughs> heard <that. laughs> No. But they... <laughs> focusing on Sonic, the downside was they think they need to fill every moment with him on screen with witty puns. Yeah. And there are too many. There are just incessant to the point of being irritating. Look... The fact that he is socially inept,
1: I mean, actually, fits within
0: the sh- the movie they, the, 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 <laughs> the, that he knows pop culture, sure. um, Earth pop culture, even yep. though he's an alien from another planet, and that the, the fact he, that he doesn't really know how to talk to people is it, actually you know, it works <laughs> a character beat and part of the story. Yeah. So I give it props for that. Doesn't um, make it less irritating. N- no, it doesn't. <laughs> Look, I I suggest people watch it. Maybe don't pay to go see it in the cinemas. Wait till it's on Netflix. But I. I'm. I'm gonna go see the sequel. I. I don't know if I'm gonna see the sequel. I'm interested I will. to see what they do with the sequel. I hope they just go all in on the actual Sonic mythos. Like if you're oh, gonna do it, yeah. Well, it seems like they're going to. Yeah. They certainly. If you're a fan, stick around through at least half the credits. You'll be happy you did. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, have you been watching anything else? Oh, I'm sure I have, but I can't really. Think I know of you watched Parasite recently. Oh, Parasite! Oh, because we oh. watched that together. Oh, are we oh. those look? That's cool. cool. All you see Midas compared to Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> is is are we those cool people who decided finally after it won Best Picture at the Oscars that we should watch Parasite now? I've been meaning to watch Parasite. Uh, me too. Um, and, uh, little I women. and I have zero excuse for why Jojo haven't. Rabbit. It's and literally been in the cinemas forever. Yeah. Um Jojo Rabbit, I haven't seen yet. Little Women I haven't seen yet. The Lighthouse haven't I haven't seen. seen yet. Jokey yet. I haven't seen the Lighthouse. Yet. I have what? seen the Joker. Um, but yeah, no, Parasite, um, just just masterpiece. It's one of those things you like. It's it's difficult to talk about because don't want to give away spoilers. Also, it's I feel like everyone's spoken about this, and I just agree with everybody. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't have, think I have anything to add. That's to a hard. The conversation. Part. What do you? What is there to add to a conversation when everyone's been every critic has been raving about this. Although we're starting to finally see the parasites and actually that good takes Now that's one best picture, which is always going to happen. Um, <laughs> but in terms of just like a beautifully crafted from top to bottom, super tight script, even in a foreign language, it totally just translates to English um, with the subtitles, no problem whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. it's super tight. Um, the way it's shot, the use of imagery to convey meaning and theme the performances from the actors. It's funny and it's thrilling and it's creepy and it's surprising and it is will have you from start to finish. Um, it's hard not to love this movie and feel like finally one of the worthy pictures won. They they got it right this year, the Academy. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> That's it. That's I'm like it. I can not that can. I don't have anything else to say about it that hasn't already been said. I just loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a masterpiece. I thought it was well-deserved. Does it I've, compare to anything too? Does it remind you of any other films that you adore in terms of why you adore them? The thing that it, it would probably, just in terms of craftsmanship, mm-hmm. things like Whiplash for me, like it's it's one of those films where it was made with a purpose and, and a passion and it's in terms of how tight it is, like tight how it is, beautifully constructed. The editing is great. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. The performances are amazing. Yeah, and like it is what it is. It's like actually Whiplash is a good comparison, I think, in terms of we're well, not thematically, but the 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 ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. the way it makes you feel about every character, the changes tension that pulls from nowhere, the tension the, that's yeah. always there. That's actually not a bad little pull. If you liked Whiplash. Um, very different movies. Very, very different. There's no jazz in there, as this, as far as I'm aware. Uh, there's probably some jazz in there. <laughs> I actually think there might be some jazz. Probably a little bit of jazz in there, actually, but not to the lengths of Whiplash. But like, yeah, I think that's that's a good comparison in terms of like tight performances, just like a beautifully little contained film for what it is, mm-hmm. and a, a complete story that needs no, no follow up, no sequel, no anything like that. Hmm. Did you? What do you think of the Academy Awards, the Oscars this year in general? Uh, I think they tended to agree with me, 17, 18 out of 22. <laughs> 24. 24. 24. 24. There were 24 nominated. So we have a sweep every year, <laughs> a prediction sweep. There are 24 awards and uh, Liam came in equal second place. Correct. Um, I was first with 20, Boo- uh, 24. Boo rigged. <laughs> he, do, he does the, he does the, the adding up. And he does all the pulling of our things. You can check the And then the he tapes. doesn't reveal his until the The Oscars are about to start in Australia. But the Oscars have already been on in America. <laughs> I am calling. I have receipts. I would like an official inquiry. Uh, that's fine. You can. I'll you open can my backdate. records. You can backdate. <laughs> I've sent emails to other people. I had to send them actually. Another thing that I've been doing, I'll talk about briefly, is I am now part of a fantasy film league that I spent a week putting my draft picks in for. So the idea is, it's I think there's nine of us this year. This is the first time I've done this. They allowed me to come into it, which is very graceful, graceful, gracious of them. Graceful. Graceful. And we have to pick actors and directors for films that will be released between the Oscars just gone and the next Oscars. And you get points based on whether they're a, support, uh, a star, supporting actor, or a cameo, um, or the director based on how much money the movie makes at the US box office, and also based on award nominations, particularly acting awards and director and best picture. It all seems very intense, the uh, selection process. (laughs) Very intense. Took five or six days to do. That's insane. Back and forth through WhatsApp. But the reason that I bring this up is because to decide out of the two new people who was going to go first, I had to give them my Oscar predictions before midnight, which is the same... Uh deadlines everybody else. I can prove to you that I sent to somebody else. I have the receipts, baby. Me doth think he protests <laughs> too much. Uh, anything else uh, you've been watching? Any other TV shows? Or I watched something called The Dungeon Run. Oh, go on. We um, have brought this up before on the podcast, you? but you're oh, welcome so to. So, Damask also watches it, doesn't she? She does. Um, and it's a four-hour-long episode each week. Jesus. Um, also a podcast of a bunch of very funny and charismatic actors um, playing a game of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and it's it's the DM is Jeff Kanata. I don't know if you know who Jeff Kanata is, Broderick. I um, do. He's you, You're the one who introduced me to who he was. Popular podcaster. <laughs> I did the Totally Rad Show back in the day. He's also on DLC, which is a video game podcast, and also on the Slash Filmcast for the last probably five or six years now. It's been a while. Um, which is the film podcast. Go on. The really interesting thing about this show is that it's live streamed and the audience has can have direct effect on the game. So the famous online role-playing series that people watch is Critical Role. Critical Role, correct. <laughs> which is great. And it's it's on Twitch and it does have input in terms of there is a chat that goes on yep. throughout it. But the difference is with Dungeon Run is that yes, it do, you can for money. Um, this is how they things. basically monetize it. This thing. is basically the monetizer monetize it and pay the people to be on the show, yeah. um, which I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's basically Patreon in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can affect it. So, you can give people advantages, you can give people disadvantages, you can give people things what they call um, uh, forces for good or evil, which would then directly affect what those characters can do. and Basically gives them like a buff they can use in that moment. Give them a chance card. Yeah, like a chance card. It's like it will add a either positive or negative element that they might use in the moment immediately or maybe able to save and use at a time where they're choosing... Um, it's gone to the point where the people who actually watch the show and get involved in the show have almost become their own characters within yeah. the show because other char- um, some of the characters are reacting to certain people because they're always giving them disadvantage <laughs> or they're always giving them advantages and all this kind of stuff. And it's really, really cool to see that, that, that um, community involvement mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's almost broken the show last week. Really? Because... What they did was these three people had this sort of like buying off like like thing, but once had this like buying fight where they were buying forces for good and forces of for evil for Jeff Canada the DM, and he ended up having thirty nine cards at one point to the Whoa. point where he couldn't read them out on the show because it would literally break the game. Wow. So they're slowly getting through them now as the show goes on. So were they do you think those players were deliberately trying to like to break the game? No, I no I don't think they were. But, but they I sent them they were, sent them all to Jeff. All to Jeff because they were deliberately trying to because he doesn't get a lot of them. Oh, okay. So what somebody was trying to give him all these forces of good to make it harder for the team. Yeah. And then someone else was like, Well no. Oh, you know, and they were giving trying him to. forces of evil right. to stop the good stuff that was coming through. See, the bit that's crazy about that is that they have to pay quite a lot of money it is quite money. a lot of money i don't know who quite, these people are i don't yeah these are the this is the definition of whales right the idea of people who like um deep pockets and that can be exploited for dlc and buying mm. skins and stuff in video games and those sorts of st- that sort of stuff and these got the people are just throwing money at this game a, a completely made up no stakes fantasy game but they can't play themselves just influence it's I underst- I understand the feeling they may get as well though like because there is such a big involvement because these actors are so good at improv and the story is so interesting mm. like there have been multiple times where I've cried watching this show and it's all in front. It's true. Yeah, that was, that's the aspect I really wanted to talk about, though, is that ultimately the biggest, I think, the interaction side of things is interesting. It makes it unique, certainly. But the bit that I've always enjoyed when I have watched it and the bits story. and is the story, and, and most importantly, the performances mm-hmm. from the actors, none of which you would have ever known before. They're all LA residents who are, you know... Yeah. Ha- I, I think they allowed to audition for the show and they stuff, they? all had to audition with a character. S- some of them have played before... Some of them, Some have, of them not. have not, and that's actually the person who play hasn't played before. Is one of the best is, characters. Is honestly my favorite character. Yeah, and because she is so genuinely fresh to it. Yeah, and just willing to just do whatever and not be brought down by the fact of knowing what, like certain rules would be within sure. the game. Not knowing, oh, I couldn't do that. Just, just going, you know, well, I'm going to try this. Whether or not it works or not is, yeah, different. And and having that that freedom. Um, but but at the, yes at the same time is they are such genuinely good performers and improv mm-hmm. that there is sort of a story that's that that Jeff creates like this world sort of in it, that's, and where it's they're quite going a complex yes and yes but in depth story the stuff that makes me cry isn't that yeah it's the little moments it's the fact that these people know who their characters are yeah and will react to each other and what each other are doing and what the world is doing. Um, in a way that that is so genuine and feels and and like would be their actual reaction to that character and and they've built relationships within the show and torn relationships apart within the show and things that have happened throughout it that it is just genuinely touching moments and it's I watch it. It's like this is Liam's Days of Our Lives. This is my Days of Our Lives. It's yeah. about probably more content per week than you get of Days of Your <laughs> our Lives. Uh, way more dramatic because there's monster fights and stuff. None of it's on screen, but it's cool. Oh, there's cool models and stuff in the show sometimes. And also, oh, yes, yeah. Production design is very, very good as well. Yeah. The way it's shot, I love the way it's shot. One of the things about Critical Role, it's great, but it's very basic. It's like it's a shot on Matt Mercer, the DM, and then two more shots on the cat on the. Actors, but it's completely static and it never changes. You just see all the people on screen all at once. Fine. Nothing, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Totally serviceable. What the dungeon run does, though, is there's like beautiful slow zooms or, or pan ins. Uh, dolly in? Dolly ins. And like uh, f- crossfades and g- brig sweeping like crane shots and stuff mm. like that happening around the table to make it feel dynamic and like really professional and cool. Yeah, there's clearly a crew that's there. Yeah. Which also means. There's budget. Which means. These people who are paying are actually paying for people to do things. It's not like they're just raking all this money and, yeah. you know, just. I mean, hopefully they're doing that too because they deserve it. But uh, yeah, it's they're paying overheads. So my birthday's in March. If anyone wants to buy me a dungeon run shirt, feel free. Quick, a quick. dungeon run shirt? Yeah. What if I bought you, um, like, a way to influence the game? What if I bought you, gave you credit to, like, buy an advantage or something like that? Ooh. Actually. advantage or. A, Let's talk about this off (laughs) air. Okay. One last thing. We should start wrapping this up. Have you got anything exciting coming up in the near future, Liam? Look, just, I mean, just something I've been working on for the last eight years. What about you? (laughs) Yeah, me too. Something I've been working on for the last eight years. Well, I mean, you sort of already worked on it for five and then you stopped. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, started making a podcast (laughs) instead. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yes, Broderick. Time to shamelessly plug our, our web series that gets released next week. Next week, starting what date? The 24th of February. Every day for six days, we're going to release one episode a day of the show Room and Board. So we wrote this... You wrote this originally a while uh, back. It was my original concept and I brought it to you when we wrote the rest together. Mm-hmm. And we also directed it together. Uh, we shot this with a bunch of friends from Liam's University at the time. Plus a bunch of actors, some of who were friends of the... That- to begin with Some of who we were friends We made along the way Through audition processes And so forth mm-hmm. We had a little um, Fundraising campaign Yeah we, we Went through Possible Which is the Australian version of Kickstarter mm-hmm. For your American listeners Made a grand total Of $6,000 Which is more than We are expecting honestly Which that is, is more It's what we needed um, But basically We funded It is basically the show by by A zero budget show Almost It's like a negative $10,000 show <laughs> <laughs> um, However we're we laugh, pretty, but it's true. We're pretty <laughs> proud of what it is. Um, it's not perfect. It's a little rough at times, but I think it's also pretty good. Uh, look, we we started making this in two thousand twelve. Yes, um, and we've finally finished it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> after this. You're- Honestly, like the thing is, we we the reason we we had a few hurdles along the way. We won't go into that, but the reason that we want to release it and we want to, we wanted to finish it is because there were so many people who worked on the show for free and yeah. and we especially gave the actors hours and, and hours all the hours people hours who did donate money to us for the possible we want to make sure that that investment was fulfilled was fulfilled, paid off yeah was paid off and we want and and honestly i wanted to finish something <laughs> i wanted to be done because for, especially because what my say, my job is video production, right? And mm-hmm. it's something that I want to be doing more creative stuff in. And myself and my business partner, Dylan, who also works on the show, um, started as an audio guy, just a random audio guy who came and helped us out. And now I run a business with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that is this, good gravy, this, by the way. That's good gravy media. Video production company. Um, we, yeah, we, we said to ourselves, we're not going to try and do anything until Room Board is done. Until Room Board is done. So, picture Room Board. I mean, Room Board is a... I've, I've got this down to a T. Room Board is a six-part mockumentary series based on six, so five university students who were given free room and board if they let a camera follow them around 24-7. Um, like The Office or Parks and Rec, it is mockumentary style. Um, we think it's very funny. Um Hopefully you do too. Hopefully you do too. If, if not, honestly, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> because we, it started us making this because we wanted to do something. Uh, and it's ended with us making it because we wanted to do something. Yeah. And it, we made it for ourselves. If other people like it, awesome. Very cool. Um, do you have anything to say about it, Brad? I'm I am pretty proud of it. I think if it's like it's definitely look at the fact that it came out eight years ago, and I worry that some things maybe have dated and stuff like look, that. We took uh, out all the jokes dated. <laughs> Hopefully, there was a <laughs> well, joke about making Transformers four. We're on to like Transformers eight now. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it didn't passed. age well then. Um, but yes. um, in general, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm very proud of what it is. I think it is pretty fun. I'm really, more than anything, I'm proud of the performers. I think we got a really, really awesome cast and it's the chemistry in the cast that really sells it for me as the reason that I love it. We never thought our writing was good. We thought our writing was okay, but it was the performances, these actors who made our writing funny. Yeah. And they really brought, they found the, the humor and the comedy in it. And yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm mm. proud of them. Me too. So if you are interested in that at all, you can find that starting Monday. Where would they find Room and Board, Liam? Um, so if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram at, at Room and Board TV, there will be more information in the coming days exactly where to go. There will be a, a website you go to, but it'll also be available on YouTube. Beautiful. And um, What's the... Just look up for Room, Room and Board TV. TV, and Room, they'll find it. R O M A N D B O R A D. No, no. B O A R D R O M a and TV Excuse me, just <laughs> to be into a serial key or something. Whoa, that whoa Room and board TV. Um, you'll find it, yeah, and enjoy. Like, let's hope some people watch it. That'd be cool. I'd love to hear if you do watch it, what you think of it, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether you like this is fucking disgusting and outdated and awful. <laughs> I'd like to hear that too. It'd be just nice to know that people are watching. Honestly, really, could happen. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you, Liam, for coming on to the podcast to fill in the- this little sort of fill-in off-topic hot topic. Very minute. welcome, bro. I'm I- glad. You brought me on for all your terrible episodes. I appreciate that. (laughs) Where can people find you on the social medias? So, you can find our showroom and board. (laughs) I was supposed to know. uh, You can find me on social medias at at Liam Gordis or you can check out my podcast. I'm just going to slip another shower's plug-in, which is Shit Dates Podcast. It's all about the worst dates that people have gone on. New season coming very soon. I promise. Cool. First just season is like, just like Roman Boards. <laughs> <Come> in, <we laughs> first promise. season is I finished the first season of something, so it's, true. it's happened. Uh, you can find myself, Brother Gordis, at B Gaudis B G-O-R-D-E-S on Twitter. You can find me, not really anywhere else, not really interested in anything else. Uh, we will be back later this week now. Um, for our review episode of Alter Carbon Season One, our crossover episode with the swapcast podcast. Very, very much looking forward to that. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be.